Welcome to episode three of our little talks. Um, my name is Grige. And I'm Corona. <laughs> Grige and Corona, we're your hosts for this uh, episode. Every and I, episode. Yes, every episode. And I guess today we're going to begin by talking about The Mandalorian. Which I've been wanting to talk about, but you... Well, no, so far. Well, the problem is that we've recorded either before a new episode comes out. Well, that's why we recorded before yeah, a new episode. But today come we're out. recording after. Let's say we're recording after them. So, yeah. So yeah. now we can talk about it. Exactly. Now exactly. we can talk about it. Uh, last night was episode. I guess they call them chapters. Mm-hmm. It was chapter fourteen. It was titled "The Tragedy." How about you give some thoughts? On this very special episode of The Mandalorian. <laughs> on a very special episode. Um, I I have no thoughts. No, I... Hold on, I have to take this out because it's messing up my train of thought. Um, I'll listen to it then. Alright, you can listen to it. I thought, before I had enjoyed all of the episodes... Um, but we had said before that they, it was moving a little bit slow, and then, so now it's like, okay, the season's really started, but then I feel like there's only, like, two more episodes left in the season, and then it's gonna be over. Well, I think they milk things a little bit. Maybe, yeah. They, I don't, I haven't been as impressed with this Actually, season. I like season two better. I've thought that season two really? was better than the first one. I don't See, know I like, why that is, but I do. I like the first season better because they introduced a bunch of new characters mm-hmm. that we've never known before. And it was fun having, like, what was his, what, a Nick Nolte character. What was his name? I don't, I don't know. What, the I little Ugnot guy. I have spoken. I don't know that what his guy. name was. The Ugnot guy is what his name was. Um, <laughs> The Ugnut guy, Nick Nolte. <laughs> the, I liked it that they had things that were familiar. Mm-hmm. Biker scouts, stormtroopers. Um, there just was, it felt like Star Wars, but it wasn't relying on characters that we already know. It was a whole new it thing. It was a different, a different um, like, place in the Star Wars universe. Yes. It was similar, but also different. Right. Which was nice. I liked that. We had a new, like, a new Empire bad guy that we didn't know before. Yeah. But now what they've done in the last three episodes is they've introduced to the storyline characters that people... I'm not familiar with the way super fans would be. Yeah. Because you've never watched the Clone Wars, and I've right. never watched the Clone Wars. So. I've watched a little bit of the Clone I'm, Wars. I'm in, I'm intending to watch the Clone Wars, um, but I don't have time right now. So yeah, well, but there's I seven do have seasons time to record a podcast. So yeah, well, this is more important. <laughs> yes, this is this more is important. more important than the Clone this Wars. This is bonding time. Yes, yeah, that's true. It is. The oops. The I've totally forgot. What I was gonna say. You were talking about how there's, there was like unfamiliar oh, yes. characters and stuff. 
Yeah. Uh, they've introduced... I don't know what her name is. I've Which totally one? forgotten. The uh, Mandalorian so lady. Oh, Bo-Katan? Bo-Katan. See, I know their names now, and I didn't know their names before, so... Yes. Yeah, I, I, I've seen, like, 14 episodes of The Clone Wars. Which is more That's than I it. have. I just And there's seven seasons. So I'm like, I didn't really care about the characters from the prequels. As other people would have. Wait, right. oh, okay, now I see what you mean. So I didn't care what happened to them between episode two and three, which is when the Clone Wars takes yeah. place. Um, so I'm not familiar with Bo-Katan. I am slightly familiar with... Ahsoka Tano, because I've seen her in the episodes that I've watched. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not invested in that character the way a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. So her being on there doesn't really mean that much to me. Um, it it feels super fan servicey. I knew who Ahsoka Tano was. Not I. I haven't seen the Clone Wars. But uh, I had seen, like, videos of her on TikTok and on YouTube and stuff um, when I was looking at other Star Wars stuff. Right. And I was like, oh, okay, she seems cool. And so when they said Ahsoka Tano was going to be on The Mandalorian, I was like, oh, okay. Right. That That's all right. That's cool. And then when she showed up, I was like, all right, she seems cool. But I didn't, I wasn't, like, really excited to have yeah. her there because I have no prior connection to her right which i'm but sure having, if i had seen the clone wars i would be have been more excited yeah having said that i did enjoy that episode yeah and, and I the thought previous she was episode good. i thought she did i thought they did good with her character but it felt like they were setting up something else that's either yeah, not going to happen admiral thrawn right is that his name right grand admiral, grand thrawn, admiral thrawn. who was another character from the old what they call the legends of Star Wars now. Yes. Um, the old books that came out in the 1990s. And then oh, he's okay. been brought back for the show Rebels, another show I haven't seen. I haven't seen Rebels either. And he's been in some of the newer n- novels since Disney reset the extended expanded universe. Yes. Of which I am not particularly familiar. I am not super in, in, uh, uh, in touch with the expanded universe, which a lot of people would say, oh, you're not a real Star Wars fan then. Uh, but that's just that's just gatekeeping. So. Yeah, but I don't know anything about. It just seemed like they were setting up something that's either going to happen next season or on another show. That could be because aren't they making an Obi Wan show? Yeah, but that takes place before all this is happening oh, okay. now. This okay. that takes place before the original Star Wars movie. Even yeah, happens. that's between. Well, I think because. The first season was so popular and was so successful that they were like, okay, now it's time to cash in on that and bring in all the... Yeah. But I just, I enjoyed the first season more just because it was something new. Even though it was familiar, it was yeah. something new. I did like the first season and I do like the second season. I don't know I why. Like it. I don't know why I've enjoyed the second season more, but I have. I like it, but I don't like it as much as the first season. Yeah. And then... Um, in this most recent episode, something happened that they... Oh, they actually teased it in the first episode. The um, There are spoilers ahead. Yeah, this is spoilers you. if you haven't seen it. But anybody who's listening to this, 
Which will the, be... the two or three of you that yeah. have probably seen it. Yeah. Um, they f- they uh, fulfilled the dream of every fanboy for the last 40 years and brought back Boba Fett, mm-hmm. who um, in The Return of the Jedi was last seen falling into the Sarlacc, the maw of the Sarlacc. Yes. And along the way, there was apparently a comic book where he escapes escapes and goes after han solo so there's always there is precedence in the past for boba fett having survived and this is a thing in star wars that's been going on recently um the no one no one's ever really gone gone, no one's ever really gone um they brought back the emperor palpatine for the rise of skywalker but we'll talk about that another time continue yeah that was dumb (laughs) and then they also brought back um darth maul Mm -hmm. who was at the end of Solo. The solo movie Great that film. was apparently not going to get a sequel, but he was also in the Clone Wars. Yes. Um, and apparently also in Rebels. Now those two, bringing those two back makes no sense to me. Bringing back Emperor Palpatine um, was that was that was, was just unnecessary. I think they could have made a better film without bringing him back. Yeah, and I think it, I think it also. Um, sort of cheapens or ruins the ruins the um Turn of the original story yeah because now it's like oh well this was all for nothing right then. and it's like uh, he says the thing about oh uh i've been dead before or um the dark the dark side is a path to powers that some people would consider unnatural or whatever yeah and he's back to life so then when ray is using the lightsabers to liquidate him at the end i'm like big deal he, yeah he's, he's gonna come back he's could he if he, you I, have he, a bad I, guy I, that can't well kylo die. ren says i'm gonna kill you and then he's like i've been dead before yeah. so then when she kills him it's like there was no drama at the end of that i'm like all right so he's yeah there's he, possibility he might for come, him back to come back again back. that's the thing having a bad guy that you can't kill isn't good because then there's no satisfaction at the end when they've defeated the bad right. guy, because you're like, he's just going to come back again. Yeah, and they bring him back, and I think the same thing could be said for the Darth Maul, bringing him back. In fact, I remember George I Lucas saying... I was never saying, that interested in Darth Maul to begin with. No. Like, when he was in The Phantom Menace. Like, yeah, he was okay, but I was more interested in, like... He was just sort of a generic... He was yeah. He was different, but he was a bit of a generic He was kind of just like a, like a puppet, um, almost. Yeah, and he didn't... But George Lucas, I remember him specifically saying that the manner of his death was meant to disabuse anyone of the idea that he was going yeah. to survive. He had him cut in half above the waist and fall down a giant yeah, shaft. Yeah, because, you know, his but spinal yeah, cord was right. broken and his, in half. Not only that, but it probably went right through his all his internal organs. Yeah. But he's back. Uh, somehow he survived that and came yeah, back. So those sense. two don't make any sense, but... Boba Fett one seems reasonable. Because it's the way that he died, it was sort of open-ended. Like, it was like, oh, did he really right. die? or is he, he had weapons and a jet pack. He maybe used his yeah, jet pack to escape. Yeah, he's resourceful. He's slippery. You and know? bringing him back in this series makes sense because mm-hmm. he is a Mandalorian. So Is he, a, though? I don't think he is. Well, in, the, in, that, in that scene near the end where he's 
shows he shows the mandalorian the chain code the chain code and it basically saying my father was a mandalorian he was a foundling mm. like like you the man like mandalorian. Mando. I don't like know Din, Djarin. Din, Din Djarin, i guess his name is um so then he's like okay you can keep the armor because you're actually yeah you are a mandalorian by yeah default default um but yeah uh and the thing i did enjoy it it was fun mm-hmm. a fun um episode Got the ball rolling a little bit. I think the episode with Ahsoka Tano was the one that kind of got the ball rolling because it's like, okay, now we know where we're going. We're going to this place. No, the one with Bo-Katan was the one that got it rolling because it was like, okay, now we have to find Ahsoka Tano. But then once we found Ahsoka Tano, it was like, oh, now you have to go find the seeing stone or whatever. And so then it's like, okay, now it's rolling. And then now it's like really rolling because now we have to go get Grogu back. Have, yes, uh, Grogu. Yeah, he's now we know his name. Spoiler alert: his name is Grogu, which is kind of a strange name. I like calling him Grogu, but I also I don't like the fans that are like, um, actually his name isn't Baby Yoda; it's the child. I'm like, be quiet, he's Baby Yoda, because the first thing that I saw or said in the first season of The Mandalorian, as soon as he popped out, I went, oh, it's a Baby Yoda. And that right. was probably everybody's first and that's why he impression, was and that's why we call him Baby Yoda, yes, is cause because he is because a Baby Yoda. <laughs> he, he is a Baby Yoda. Yeah. Uh, the other thing with Boba Fett, Star Wars fans have a habit of taking what are basically minor characters mm-hmm. and insisting... That they're not minor that characters. That they be more than what they were originally intended Mm -hmm. what made boba fett interesting in the empire strikes back was he didn't know anything about him he was mysterious he only said like three lines of dialogue and he was really just there to help push the story along they needed a cliffhanger and the best cliffhanger would be to have han solo being taken off to jabba the hut he was a plot device basically he was a plot device and, but he was a cool plot device. Yeah, he he looked cool. We all liked him. Doesn't he say something else in the, the new, like, for the Disney Plus version, don't they? No. Oh, I thought that they added weird dialogue for him or something. But he was originally just sort of a plot device. The fans really liked him, so I think that's why George Lucas included him in yeah. Return of the Jedi. Because he didn't really need to be in it. Mm-mm. And then he dies, supposedly. But fans embrace this character and so when they came to do the special editions boba fett was inserted into a scene with jabba the hut that had been cut from the original film and then reinserted but he wasn't there when they originally filmed it so george lucas just throwing a bone to the fans Puts him in the movie yeah. for five seconds. For everyone, so they... There's Boba and then when he comes around to do the prequels, now Boba Fett, it turns out, is a clone of another bounty hunter named Jango Fett. Mm-hmm. And Jango Fett is the person that they use to clone all the clone troopers. And now Boba Fett is just a clone trooper who has his own will. He doesn't follow orders. Yes. So they keep... Putting Boba Fett into the story, but it's changed the character. Yeah. And it went from being sort of a guy who was cool and calm and smart 
that was the whole point of the bounty hunter. He captured Han Solo without ever firing a shot. And two people expecting Boba Fett to be a killing machine. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You never really see him shoot his weapon in the original. He shoots it twice and the Empire Strikes Back. And then now he's taking out stormtroopers left and right and smashing their heads in with a Tuscan Raider stick. It's the fan (laughs) version of Boba Fett. Yeah. It's not the Which it was it was I it was cool, like, but also I was kind of like, ooh, like, I kept going like, ooh, because this is the thing that I've noticed. They've started to make the stormtroopers make noises when they get shot or when they die, and I don't know why they're doing it, but it makes me feel bad for them, because I'm like, oh, they're a person, like, <laughs> now I, re- oh, they're, they're people. And I think so that's part of why they're doing it, so it's not. Yeah, because I've. Like, in the originals, they get it's shot, just they cartoony. just fall over, and then now they, like, make noises. And so it's like, oh, Yeah, okay. it's not just cartoony violence. Yeah. But the thing it's about... more... The Mandalorian is more of a serious The thing is, is you're not supposed to like the villains. You're not supposed to get excited when you see them slaughtering people. Um, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's, that's what thing. fans always seem to want. Yeah, like, they Rogue One, see... everybody was, like, their favorite part... Was when Darth Vader slaughtered. Was murder machine Darth Vader? <laughs> he cold bloodedly killed. Yeah, like the whirling <laughs> dervish going down a hallway of rebels and you know Murdering killing them. People. <laughs> um, and fans were like, "That was so cool." I'm like, "You're not supposed to be excited about yeah, that." Because I was like, guy. "I was like, oh, it's cool. Boba Fett's back. He's back in the action." But then at the same time, I was also like, "Ow!" Like whenever he like yeah, he like but, smashed someone's helmet, and I was like, ah. "But this time he's on the side of the good guys, yeah. the so-called good guys." Yeah. So it's okay. so it really it shows that the perception of good and wrong can be. It um, can be. Uh, um, I don't. I can't think of the word. Not nuanced. It's a gray area. Yeah, because... It's a gray area. Yeah, because in some people's eyes, uh, the Mandalorian is the bad guy because he comes and takes people. Yes, you could say that. Yeah, he's a bounty money. hunter. He's a bounty hunter. So some in some people's eyes, he's a bad guy. But because he's the main character of the show, he's the good guy to us. Yeah, but I just, I don't understand the concept of being excited about... Like, you like Darth Vader as a villain, but yeah, you're, you're not like, supposed oh, to like villain. Darth Vader. That's what, this is off topic, but that's what I don't understand about, like, the Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. Like, people are like, I oh, I loved it when the Joker murdered those people. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see <laughs> I that find movie. So I don't attractive. intend to. Like, I'm like... But the fascination with villains doing villain things and being excited about it. I think because there's a difference between, like, Jack Nicholson's Joker, who was kind of like a goofy, like, ha-ha-ha Joker, who he did kill people, but he was kind of, like, funny and, like, goofy. And then um, Jared Leto's Joker, who's, like, a psychopath. I I don't know anything (laughs) about the Jared Leto. The only one I really know anything about is the Jack Nicholson Joker. Yeah, but anyway. um... Yeah, you're just not supposed to get excited by villains doing villain things. But in this case, they, um, I guess Boba Fett's a good guy now. And And um, he's going to stick around because he told um, the Mandalorian. He's going to help him. The deal we made was um, until the child is safe. So he's an an honorable man. He keeps his promises. he 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 made a promise and he kept his word. And he's going to what? What is the name of Ming Na Wen's character? I don't know. Another character that we thought was was dead. I was actually excited to see her back. I was too. I'm glad she's back because I I like Mulan. So I was like, yeah. 
Yeah, and I've like turned some other things. So it was cool to have her back. Also, and it was just weird. Like apparently Boba Fett is also able to do surgery and insert mechanical yeah, parts. Yeah, she's like into a cyborg now. Because so she's a cyborg, I guess. Yeah. Uh, she pulled part of her costume away, and there was. I didn't understand. Yeah, that. I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, okay, it's fine. She's back. A bounty Yay. hunter, and he can also make you a cyborg. Yeah, let's find out what her name is, though. Oh yeah, you're gonna want to Google that. I'll Google this they've just so we it, can. They've said it several times, I think. Um, but yeah, uh, and yeah, so it was cool to have her back. Um, I guess because they never really totally told us that she had died. And I think they sort of implied that, that was Boba Fett walking up. The worst kept secret in this entire series has yeah. been that Boba Fett is coming back yeah. for the show. So, like, so we knew last year it was going to happen. Her name is Fennec Shan. Oh, yeah. Fennec Shan. Okay. Okay. Okay, yeah. Someone, um, or not someone, but I was going around checking out like stuff about the new episode and I noticed that there's a lot of body shaming of Boba Fett Doesn't going fit the on. costume Because they're all like, ooh, not Boba Fett, it's Boba Fett. But Tamara Morrison <laughs> was always bigger than but also he's... Jeremy Bullock, who filled the costume in The Empire Strikes Back. The thing is, so though... So the Jango Fett costume was always a little bit bulkier anyway, because he was a muscly guy. Yeah. Also, like, I don't understand why it's something that needs to be discussed. All right, so he's older, he put yeah. on a little weight... The costume doesn't quite and fit. People I'm are sure like, that they're going to fix that it. issue by the next episode. Um, well, yeah, because... Not that they're going to make that, him lose how, weight, how old but, was he supposed to be? He was, when know. he was Boba Fett, young Boba Fett. It's like 25? 25? Yeah, like... Well, let's see. The original well, Star Wars is supposed to be 20 years after Revenge of the Sith. So he would... I don't know. He's got to be in his... 50s, I would think, maybe. I don't know. In Return of the Jedi? Well, this is six years after Return of the Jedi. So he was so like 40. He's got to be in his 40s or 50s. Okay. I mean, he's clearly well, not. Well, he, he, it, it, time has passed since he last wore yeah. the, um, yeah. the armor, so it makes sense that it wouldn't fit as well, but. And it's, yeah. But who cares? Who cares? I mean, who cares? I mean, what does that matter? Yeah. All right, so bottom line, it was a fun episode. Um, it's cool to see Boba Fett back, even if it's kind of a fan version of Boba Fett. Yeah, I guess. Well, it, that is they who did Boba it for the Fett fans, is, which guess. is fine. I mean, I some I'm not the fan I once was for this stuff. Um, so I guess fan whatever. service if, fan if service isn't want, always a bad thing. No. Like I think that there's a. There's a f- like a, a fine line. I think this works because bad fan service and good fan service. I think this works not just as fan service, but as a storytelling thing, because yeah. he is a Mandalorian, and if you're gonna bring him back to life, this do is this is the place to do it. Yeah, and to bring him back, give him a new role, make him kind of the anti-hero, um, in a way, yeah. or even maybe turn him into a good guy. What did you think at the end where Baby Yoda, or Grogu, I guess we're going to call him now, was throwing the stormtroopers around? I they opened the door to the <laughs> They opened the door to the cell, and he's just like, it's almost like he's playing with them. He's choking them yeah. and throwing them around the room. I think, um, I, like when they grab, the thing is, every single episode of The Mandalorian, I am concerned 
for Baby Yoda's safety. Yeah, I'm always I, like, don't put him there. Why Why aren't you holding him? Like, <laughs> well, pick him as, up. As I get as... nervous, even though I know they're not going to kill him off. I just get nervous. Yeah, he's clearly going to be rescued at yeah, some point. Yeah, because, like, anyway. when he left him on the stone, I was like, no, 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 don't, don't leave him. Well, and then, like, yeah. but, like, also, I told the Mandalorian to get his jetpack when he was running back up up the hill and he didn't do it and guess what happened he should have listened if to you me. watch enough movies and sh- you can predict what's, what's gonna, gonna happen, happen. Yeah. so as soon as boba fett told them you have to take off your jetpack i thought all right baby yoda's at the top of that hill Grogu, why did he want me, why did he Rogu, you can call him baby yoda <laughs> um, why did he want him to hill, take off his and i'm like okay pack. it's gonna be i think it was just to keep him from flying away Maybe, weren't they yeah. trying to cut a deal with him? Like, don't move. We're we're here. I think yeah. They were saying like, let's all put armor. down our weapons and right. just talk. There's no need for bloodshed. Which and then also that's twenty minutes that later. Shows that shows that fifty dead stormtroopers. Well, he meant around. between them. I understand that. But that shows also that Boba Fett is kind of a good guy, is because he could have just shot. He's a man of He could have just shot Jesus the Mandalorian word. and gone about or gone into the ship and gotten the right. armor. But instead, he was like, hey, let's. But also the this. armor. He did go get it. Is made of Beskar, so he's not gonna be able to kill him anyway. I'm sure there's like, what is it called when there's like? What like, are those little whistler things? He opened those up, didn't he? And then they're like, wait a minute, now we don't need any bloodshed. Yeah, so and I then, knew it was a standoff, basically. But what what are the, what is it called when um like you're wearing armor and there's like slots in between? There's a word for it, but I, I don't know. What I'm it's not called. a military historian, it's so whatever. I, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I'm saying. Yeah, can he? But anyway, if you if you watch enough movies and shows, you can predict what's coming. Yeah. As soon as he took the jetpack off, I thought, all right, well, the kid's up at the top of the hill, so the quickest way to get up there and rescue him from a problem is with the jetpack. And now that's been removed. Yes. Then of course that's what happened. He yeah. tried to run up the and hill. And then he left it. And then yeah, yeah, they took off with him. And then he couldn't chase after him. And Boba Fett was off getting his and ship, Bob- yeah, I was so he couldn't Boba go Fett after him. A, yeah, um. Yeah, but anyway, fun episode. It's I'm, um, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I it liked was a it. fun episode. And it, no it, need to get too philosophical. Yeah, but about I was this, saying but. the that I'm always worried for Baby Yoda's safety, but I know that they can't kill that off Baby happen. Yoda because that, there it, would be outrage. There would be riots yeah. in the street if they that ain't gonna <laughs> if they killed off Baby. It's Yoda. In, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. But there's only two more episodes left in this yeah. season, so and then we have to wait another year for the next one. So yeah. Anyway. I hope that they don't get Baby Yoda back at the end of the season, though, because I'd like to see some more a bit funky, of a funky And they also tease with... bringing back Bill Burr. I, I don't think they need to do that. From last... I was not and Here's something I don't understand. <laughs> and maybe um, Gina Carano's character will do this, but if this is the Empire, and they're, they know they want Baby Yoda or Grogu or whatever we're going to call him from now on. They want him Child. for some nefarious purpose. Wouldn't you go to the Republic and say, hey, uh, the Empire's doing a bunch of crazy stuff yeah, and we need help those, from you guys. Yeah, those, um, those um, pilots showed up. Uh, the X-Wing pilots yeah, keep showing up. There's only two of them. Are there only you two could X-Wing? be like, hey, could we like follow you back to your base so that we can get... Um, the child a, a safe home because you probably know some Jedi, right? You've Maybe. probably got some Jedi. I mean, there's one hidden, well-known Jedi that's supposedly around. The the, the Luke Skywalker, <laughs> suppo- yeah, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> um, should be alive at this time. So Do you, why, would you be? Would you be? Why doesn't? Why does Ahsoka Tano not know 
that, that Luke Skywalker. Does she know around. about Luke? It's like because... she's got her own agenda going on, and it's like, oh, take him to this rock and have him sit on the rock, <laughs> and then if there are any Jedi out there, yeah. they'll connect with him and come um, get him. What was I gonna say? Yeah, I think you were would gonna you ask me. Would you be? Would you be not upset? But what would you? What would you feel if they brought Luke Skywalker back in? It depends on how they do it. I mean, I some people were like, they should get Sebastian Stan to do it. Because he kind of looks like Mark Hamill uh, a little bit. Which they could use him, but then... I've actually noticed someone did a deepfake version of the scene at the end of Rogue One with Leia. And it looks way better than the CGI version. That they actually... Lucasfilm... That they paid millions of dollars. Yeah, that they paid millions of dollars to do. It looked way better. Uh, so if they did it with like the CGI that they're using, it, right. it would be kind of like. Eh, but okay, so you could take a younger Mark Hamill face and deep fake it onto some guy in a yeah. Jedi outfit, and, and maybe have, maybe have Mark Hamill do, do the, the voice. Over yeah, he would and just they would off. have to do some sort of. Um, I mean, if people with a MacBook can do these, yeah, deep fake things that confuse you and make you think it's real, yeah, I don't know why they couldn't do this with. A, you know, a, yeah. a Star Wars TV show or whatever. Because they did it do just makes in the sense Rise that of Skywalker. At some point, he would be in this, but it's yeah. just how I would you pull be. It off. I would be. You know. Oh no, they couldn't. <laughs> they couldn't. What? I was gonna say they could bring in Anakin Skywalker, but um, he's not around. <laughs> uh no. Well, he's, he's no longer. He's not around in the form that you are familiar with him. But isn't he dead? Yes, he's dead. Yeah, I was just saying he's dead. <laughs> so that's what I mean by the four. But but again, no one's ever really gone. He's a force ghost. Yeah, somewhere. he's a force ghost off somewhere in the realm of the force ghosts or whatever. Which there's a really cool or cool. It's a funny video that these guys from a group called Red Letter Media did called "No One's Ever Really Gone." And they did it after the trailer for the Rise of Skywalker, and it's just going through all the people dying in different Star Wars movies Mm -hmm. and the guy doing the narration is like don't worry no one's ever really gone and they show like someone getting impaled with a lightsaber why stress out no one's ever really gone (laughs) and that's really where it's like when someone dies there has there has to be an end you can't that's the thing you can't just keep bringing people back from the dead because there has to be some sort of i mean in real life i don't even believe that you that there are ghosts and all that stuff yeah so in these fantasy movies where you just keep bringing characters back yeah. from the dead like boba fett well, i'm like okay he didn't really ever die to begin with but when you start bringing back people that got sliced that in half dead yeah and, um what? fell down a big shaft um it it um is a little weird or a guy that got thrown down a shaft and exploded apparently and <laughs> well yeah didn't he was tried to explain it off that he was a clone but didn't yeah. make any sense i mean why would you clone it doesn't make sense i saw but I, it but it's that's the kind of stuff that made me think okay i've been worrying about this kind of thing way too I long saw i'm meme. too I, I i don't need to worry about this that much anymore yeah i saw a meme where it was a pic it was a picture of um Emperor, or not Chancellor Palpatine and Anakin sitting next to each other, like in that weird like opera thing or whatever that was. Right. Um, and over, it's like it's got speech bubbles, and over the Emperor's head it says, 
um, our grandkids are going to kiss one day. And then <laughs> Anakin says, what? And he's like, never oh, mind. Because yeah. I was like, oh, that's true. That's weird. Like, they, it's, they've, they've made it so, like, I guess not convoluted, but kind of convoluted, like, so intricate and like the more the more they the more they keep adding the more it's like okay you can stop now like well the more stories you tell without planning them yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well that's the thing is you screw things up if there's a there's a 16 year gap between return of the jedi and the making of the phantom menace and then you go through all those three movies it totally mess. It doesn't really connect that well with the original timeline. The story's a little messed up. There's some things that you think, like some fans pay more closer attention to all these little details than yeah. George Lucas actually did. So it kind of got screwed up. And then they made Rogue One, and that kind of screwed up. Oh yeah, the like the thing with Rogue One where he literally sees Darth Vader the ship literally fly. watches the ship fly away and jump to light speed, and then it's like, well. He saw he saw everything that happened. Where before it was sort of implied that it, we had to track you track this ship down somehow. Uh, it just was weird. Like it didn't connect. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. But the more the point being, the more that you the more of these stories you make without having the whole thing planned out ahead of time, the more confusing and. Yeah, yeah. Especially the rise That's of Skywalker, why making they threw it together. Is, is important when yeah. you're writing, is because you need. To... And sometimes it's better to not tell the backstory. Like we didn't really need to know how the Death Star plans were stolen. If that was the interesting part of the story, that's the pr- we would have seen that yeah. first. That would have been included in the original story. I think so they could have done a good job with that, but it just didn't work. And some people do like Rogue One, and that's okay. That's fine. Oh, yeah, you're welcome to like bad movies. That's fine. (laughs) But, like, when I watched it the first time, I was like, oh, okay, this is a good movie. Uh, It's pretty good. And then I, like, a couple months later, we got it on, like, Amazon Prime or something. We bought it. And then I sat down and tried to watch it again, and I was like, I don't really like this movie. (laughs) Yeah, I I was bored the first time I saw it. It didn't really, it didn't do anything for me. At any point. Um, I can't even remember the characters' names. Um, like I said, I just called that one guy because I heard someone call uh, the main boring guy uh, Guy McAccent. It was uh, Ca- oh, Cassian. Cassian, Cassian Andor. Andor. Someone called him Guy McAccent. Um, and then I, just I almost called him Diego because that's his real name. I just think of the blind guy and then I don't know. I don't want to get into I only know Jen or so and Cassian Andor. Anyway, it's, un- it's unimportant. Don't tell stories without planning them all the way out first you've got 40 years worth of star wars stories and expectations and storylines mixed up and it uh and lots of angry 40 year old man children but at the end of the day at um people online and at taking the end this of stuff the day. way too seriously Oops. it should just be for fun yeah, that's annoying when they mess some things up, yeah. but what are you going to do? At it's the end of the movie. day, it's just a movie, and you can't change what has already been filmed and, yeah, and sent out. get over yourselves. So just enjoy it for what it is. If you don't like, look, I love The Last Jedi. A lot of people don't like that. That's the, the one that Jedi. broke every, broke broke the franchise. I love that movie, um, and it's I good. don't care if anybody else doesn't. And, but I don't like The Rise of Skywalker. If you like The Rise of Skywalker, fine. I don't like The Rise There's, of Skywalker. This isn't worth all the anger that people have. Yes. It's it's just, it used it's to just, just when, we were, when we were kids, 
we just liked Star Wars. We didn't. We, yes. When I was 11 years old, I didn't say, oh, the Ewoks are just a cash oh, grab. Luke is They're just Mary put Sue. in there to sell toys. I didn't care about. I just thought the Ewoks were funny, and it was kind of cool that these little teddy bears from a Forced primitive plant. from a primitive culture were able to bring to help bring down yeah. this technological. I didn't. It wasn't jaded, and I wasn't jaded yet. Yeah. I wasn't like cynical. It was just fun. A and lot I, of and people should probably try to embrace that aspect of it again, or move on. Yeah. I think the I mean, thing is most Star Wars fans seem pretty miserable about it. A lot of people Star Wars is a very important part of like their childhood or their life. It made them who they were, I guess. So like when I was but a child, placing that I much weight as a child. Placing that much weight on something that it it upsets your happiness that much, I think is dangerous because like Star Wars is like an important thing to me, but also I I can, I, I have to, I learned to accept that I wasn't going to like the last, the rise of Skywalker. Yeah. And, and that that's okay. Deal. I mean, it's and a, that I can still be ruin, like, oh, that was dumb, but It didn't whatever. ruin my childhood. Because still if I my... get all upset about it, it's just going to ruin it for me. So I just, I just enjoy it for what it right. is. Right. Well, it didn't, none of this stuff ruined my childhood. I still have my childhood memories. It was fun. Yes. I don't look back and think, oh, all that now has and the been rise of Skywalker blown apart. Still makes me cry every single time. Uh, I've only seen it once. I don't. You've intend- seen it twice. I don't think I watched the whole thing twice. Well, we watched it with mom the second time. Oh, maybe I did see it twice. You yeah. did, yeah. Uh, I've probably seen tried to block it, that out. I think I've only I, seen it twice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but anyway. Anyway. Um, uh, just enjoy it. It's just, it's just movies, guys. It's yeah. just... And uh, don't gatekeep. Don't gatekeep, kids. What are you talking about, gatekeep? What do you mean by this? Gatekeep. <laughs> you don't know the phrase gatekeep? No, I'm not hip on all, all these all, like, the all these social justice lingo. Give it to me. Break it down <laughs> It's for not me. really social justice lingo. Oh, okay. Uh, gatekeep is when there's someone of a fandom do you know what a fandom is yeah a fandom that's all um, these nerds that are upset yes. about the last jedi that okay. like for example if you haven't seen the clone wars you're not a real star wars fan that's yeah. gatekeeping Why do people where it's like you stuff? stand at the front of the door of the fandom and like wait do you know the name of han solo's ship and if you don't you're not a real fan or whatever like gatekeeping. that sort of thing gatekeeping. yeah uh, yeah i think i think they call people like me i listen when the first star wars movies were out and all you had were the three original three movies, movies and some, and some Marvel Comics series and a couple of Han Solo books and Splinter the Mind's Eye, which was a book. That was a And all the book. toys. <laughs> um, I was like, I knew everything that there was to know about Star Wars. There wasn't that much. Now, there's so much content and mm-hmm. I stopped really following most of it a long time ago. I am what they would now refer to as a normie. You're a normie. I'm a normie. You're such I'm a just, normie. I'm just, I only know, like, stuff from the movies. Yeah, I've only ever seen the movies and The Mandalorian. And so really. that's some, I guess you could call it gatekeeping, but I don't really care if people think I'm not, I don't worry about whether the I'm a true is, though, fan of anything. The thing is, though, it doesn't, that's not what, a real thing, true my fans value, are, My value doesn't come from whether uh, I'm accepted 
into any organization or group yeah. as a true member yeah. the of the thing is a lot of people there's a lot of concept. there's a lot of men and young boys who when they see there's a girl who says she's a star wars fan they're like oh you can't be a real star wars fan because you're a girl so you're not a real star wars fan star wars is and i've boys. had people say that to me before but i don't care because yeah. it doesn't matter if they think well, i'm a real fan or not because i am a fan yeah well those are the guys that got mad about ray ray being a uh uh, a character uh, mary sue <laughs> ray being alive ray, be, ray existing well yeah someone said um, if that they, they, they get mad when the um the, um when the main character of a star wars film isn't a, a white male that yeah i mean every character some people, in some the people original don't star like wars. the mandalorian because pedro pascal is a chilean man yeah, well, we don't care. I mean, that's just silly. That's just that's, silliness. That's as that's as bigoted as as you know, making sure that everybody in in the movie is white. You yeah. know, it's like I don't know. The original Star Wars movie was hundreds of white guys and two two white <laughs> two, women. Two I white mean, women, yeah. And, and over time, it has changed from that as it, as you would hope. As it should. Um, yeah. But getting mad because there's an African American. Well, I guess he's not African American. He's from Britain. No. Um, yeah. No. He's John he Boyega's would, British. Yeah. He so would be black. a black stormtrooper and a female training to be a Jedi and an Asian and an woman. Asian woman um, and a Hispanic and a man. Hispanic that movie is actually kind of diverse, isn't it? Kind of. It's very diverse. It is not kind of. It's very diverse. Just interpreted that as oh, this oh, is Disney just... forcing diversity Don't into the force story. Don't force diversity. And it's like <laughs> whatever. Whatever. I mean, <laughs> they just grow up. It's but like... I was thinking last night when we were watching the mandalorian i was like this is a very diverse show we've got a hispanic yeah, what, lead what's we've been over this a little bit already and what like talking about everybody's holidays that they celebrate what's the problem what are you afraid of yeah you know what is what are you really worried about it's like it's because white people some not all white people some white people think that by bringing in people of other cultures that you're going they're trying to erase white culture which they're not. Listen. But also, if they were, there's room in America for. <laughs> I'm gonna finish that. <laughs> there's room in America for people who eat meatloaf, potatoes, and people who people eat. who eat um, lentils and sushi or whatever. There's room for all this stuff. Yeah. From different col- that's the don't thing that's great about the world all... is the diversity and don't how think there's because, so many different Like cultures. the whole stupid thing about the guy with the top complaining there's going to be a taco truck on every corner. That's amazing. As if that's actually a problem. I would, I would love, love that. there to be a taco truck on every corner. <laughs> it's like, I would why, be able to what's get the problem? Amazing food that was whenever my initial I want. reaction when the guy said that. I don't even remember who said it, but I was like, taco truck on every corner, what's the problem? Sign me up. It doesn't... I just don't understand it. <laughs> Having taco trucks and other, yeah. you know, restaurants around is not like a plot to erase the Cracker Barrel or whatever. It's like <laughs> it's it's just enjoy enjoy that there yeah. are differences in life. Uh, yeah, that's, enjoy the, if the healthy differences. If everybody that we have. was the same, life would be boring. Exactly. And that's the great thing about earth and the world is there's so many different cultures if everyone was like me life would definitely be boring it'd be super boring if everybody was like me so yeah i i uh welcome um non-boring people into enlivening my life a little bit yeah let's mix it up a little bit shall we yeah what's the problem all right well we're 45 minutes into this we're going to talk about some other stuff 
I don't know what it was we were going to talk about. Were we going to talk about Charlie Brown Christmas? I guess we could touch on that a little bit. Um, Since it, we talked about the Everybody's seen other... it a million times, but we can talk about... Uh, we can't get it? through it. Uh, people are going to think this is a, a Peanuts a, a Peanuts podcast. Yeah, we do we talk, talk about, about it a lot. A lot. I, I, I like the Peanuts, so... Yeah. You like the Peanuts. I like the Peanuts. Um, we're, we're super into the Peanuts. Everybody's seen uh, Christmas, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. Not everyone, but a lot of well, people. Well, I mean, most, most people listen If to they're American, that. they have. If, yeah, no, if you're a true American, I'm a, I'm a gatekeeper now. If you want to be a true American, you have to have seen a Charlie Brown Christmas. Um, all of the most popular Christmas specials generally revolve around one particular thing, and that is if Santa Claus doesn't show up, there's not a Christmas. Mm -hmm. And So, uh, really, Brown, Santa Claus is kind of a bad person if he's always so unreliable with well, his... Well, but also the, the notion that Christmas can't exist without Santa Claus coming and bringing you stuff. Mm -hmm. um, Rudolph does it. Year Without a Santa Claus does it. The Night Before Christmas does it. Um, there's just sort of this notion that it all revolves around that. And Charlie Brown Christmas is unique um, in that it sort of pushes back against mm. the whole thing of commercialization. Um, Sally wants Charlie Brown to help her write a... Um, Christmas wish list. A, a list to Santa Claus, or a letter to Santa Claus, and she wants money. Mm -hmm. for, uh, make it easy on yourself, just send money. Preferably 10s and, 10s, and 20s. 10s and 20s. My own baby sister, gone commercial. So, and, you know, Snoopy's building a, a lights, lights and display, display contest. contest. My own dog, gone commercial. <laughs> so the whole thing pushes back against what yeah. um, the, the commercialization. The tropes of the classic yeah, Christmas Yeah, and then the stories. aluminum Christmas trees, the fake, you know, they still make real Christmas trees. Mm -hmm. And then there's jazz music being played at the Christmas pageant that, Charlie Brown's I just want to know why they thought that that would be an interesting thing for people to watch. I don't know. Them dancing to jazz just, music. That's because they're shallow. They were just shallow kindergartners. I guess they're children, so but, yeah. Um, when they were making this um, special, Coca-Cola was sponsoring it, and Charles Schultz wanted Linus to read from the Bible. Um, and there was a little bit of hesitancy and mm -hmm. having to do that. And he's like, but this is what I want to do. Yeah. Um, and so it was rare at that time to do that kind of thing. Um, but they went ahead and did it anyway. And they did it. What was good about it was they did it without being preachy. Mm -hmm. Like Charlie Brown's, what's Christmas all about? Linus is like, I'll tell you what Christmas is all about. He recites the Christmas story from the book of Luke. And then he's like, that's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. He, but he doesn't like, and now Charlie Brown, you're going to have to, if you really want the true meaning of Christmas, you're going to have to repent of your sins and get rid of this whole Santa Claus thing. Get rid thing. of the Santa Claus thing. And you're going to, he, he talked about what the meaning of Christmas was from the Christian standpoint without was getting Char preachy Charles or Schultz condescending. Was Charles Schultz a Christian? He had a complicated relationship with um, Christianity. He did not grow up a Christian. Um, but after coming back from World War II, he started. He found He started going to yeah. church. He um, didn't realize he was in World War II. Yes. I mean that's it, a traumatic thing. Mother, so people start yeah. looking for answers. Well, he went off to like World that. War II, and the day before, his mother was dying when he mm -hmm. left for boot camp, and she said to him as he was leaving, "This is probably the last time we're going to see each other." Yeah. And then she died a couple that's days sad. later. 
after he'd left. So he was dealing with he that, dealing that, with yeah. the war. When he came back, he um, slowly began to get involved in Christianity. But he also had his doubts, and he also mm-hmm. had his... Um, he had a series of... One of the things that pops up in his comic strips is um, whenever religious uh, conversations come up, someone will occasionally say, um, did it ever occur to you that you might be wrong? Like he, he had yeah, doubts he had and doubts. he questioned things and he sort of, he didn't fit in with, um, he didn't fit into a specific religious group, but he had faith in Jesus and he, but he questioned things too. And that's, and a I lot listened, of that comes out in his shows and in his, uh, comic strips. I listened or I didn't listen to it. I watched an interview with Andrew Garfield and it was very strange because it was like a Stephen Colbert interview. So I was like, whatever, it'll just be like an interview. It got really deep, like really quickly. Um, but <laughs> Andrew Garfield was basically saying that he thinks that the healthiest thing for humans to do is to doubt and to question. Because he said that when you become so convinced that you are right, then you start to take it out on other people. And you start to, well, yeah, I have the that. truth and, and you're wrong. So he says that he thinks it's healthy to doubt because it not only does it help you develop a belief system, but it also keeps you humble and helps you to be kinder to people. And I yes. was like, that's very true. That's And I think that comes out in the Charles Schultz stuff in the Peanuts. He has Even... a lot of his stuff is like com- comments on society. like <laughs> Yeah, and wrestling with his worth in the eyes of other people, rest, just wrestling with questions that he had about things. Um, but that goes back to the Christmas special. It's There's a focus on wondering if there's anything just more than just the tinsel. and yeah. to get deep into what yeah, it's truly Yeah, like there's got to be more to it than, than this. He's always talking about how he's not happy, and it's like he's looking for something a little bit deeper than, mm-hmm. um, you know. There's a scene that was cut from it where he talks to Pigpen, and Pigpen has... They left the part of the scene in where he says, you're the only person I know that can raise a cloud of dust in a snowstorm. But there was a little bit more after that where Pigpen is holding a piece of paper, and Charlie Brown asks him, what is it? And he says, this is my Git list, G-I-T list, for Christmas. And Charlie Brown says something something about, wouldn't it be better to have a give list Mm. instead of... So it's sort of uh, which I found that it actually is. It's really fun to get presents. It really it is. It's and fun to get presents. There's nothing wrong with wanting presents, wanting to get presents. But there is a different sort of feeling that comes with buying somebody something. Yes. And you feel really happy after you've done it. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, that was the thing that I that that's what's unique about it's that a very, special. It's sort of a, a deeper take on it. Almost. Yeah. We'd also watched The Grinch earlier. I think the same night we the watched Grinch is, it. The Grinch, it does go deep. The Grinch does. Yes. But also that whole thing, he, it's sort of similar in that he's like, he steals all the toys and everything. He thinks that he's And thinks, oh, Christmas is gone. I stole their Christmas. Mm-hmm. But they have a more, the who's. A deeper understanding. They have a deeper understanding. Um, of what Christmas Of what about. Christmas. This, and but it's, it's not a, necessar- sort of a generic. It's not very, necessarily a religious take on it. It's more of a. It's a generic, the spirit of Christmas. Yes. Like, yeah, because like the. 
Because isn't that what that glowing, that glowing like ball uh, yeah, is? It's supposed so. to be the spirit of Christmas. It's peace and kindness and joy. Yeah. Um, and goodwill to men, that whole thing. And I'm not saying there's anything bad about all peace the and other joy, about all the other Christmas specials. Oh, I see. It's just that no, that was fun. a unique thing, especially in the 1960s. I'm sure to have a show on secular television that went to quoting the Bible. Yeah. Um, which was the, there's a lot of, a lot of different cultures have different celebrations of Christmas, but was Christmas originally, it was the celebration of Christ's birth, was it not? Or is that, am I incorrect about that? That it was originally? Originally, like it, it can't, because some people are like, it comes from pagan. It's, a, well, I, I'm assuming, I think it's with the Catholic Church adopting when they bring people in from secular I I don't know the we'd whole have history to, we'd of it. We'd have to do, have some, to do research some research, and I don't have time for that right now because we're run, trying to keep this at an hour this time, and we yeah. got about eight minutes. But um, I think a lot of it is, and there's some people listening that probably are a little more well versed in in this than I am, but the pagan the pagan holiday aspect <laughs> of it. Um, but I think when people were brought into the Catholic Church in order to sort of make it more palatable they adopted these pagan holidays and turned them into catholic holidays um which people who aren't people who aren't christians can still some of them still have that deeper understanding of it about like love and and joy and all that and i don't like to be the person i hear people all the time that are like um, let's keep Christ in Christmas. And I'm like, well... For people who want Christ Not everybody Christmas. celebrates... It's a sort of a... It's a mixed bag holiday. There's secular aspects to it. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody can enjoy it for what they want. Christian aspects to it. But I, you know, don't... You can't just... Can't force you people. can't force people or... Again, gatekeeping. You're not celebrating Christmas the correct <laughs> you're, you're way if you don't acknowledge Jesus' mm-hmm. um, birth. That's the thing is, I mean, it's, some people aren't Christians, honestly, so you, it's can't a con- ex- the, you can't expect them to right. keep Christ in Christmas and if Christmas, they don't believe in God. In a Christian sense, is a Catholic holiday yes. anyway. So if you're Protestant, I mean, some people would argue you shouldn't celebrate Christmas if you're Protestant. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it's one of those things where, I, you know, I don't like to tell people... How what to, to do live with their life, life. You yeah. Know, if you want to celebrate it with, you know, Santa, Santa and the elves, that's you know. Go ahead, have some fun. Some people, yeah. I mean, enjoy your Christmas. It, Merry what's Christmas. it got to do with me? I mean, I Merry Chrysler. Merry, yeah, Merry Chrysler. It's Christ. <laughs> it's Christmas. <laughs> it's Christmas. Um, yeah, Merry Christmas. Um, celebrate it how? Yeah, I don't like to be. Yeah, I'm not the thought police. I'm not the you know. Who am I to criticize, you know? uh, Yeah. I have the, I have a big beam in my own eye that has to come out first and, um, it's still there most of the time, (laughs) even though I work, uh, trying to get, get rid of this. No one will ever fully have the beam out of their eye. Uh, yeah. And I think that whole thing about removing the beam out of your eye. So I like, I think that's one of my favorite clearly to see the speck in your Mm. brother's eye. I think a lot of that is once you get the beam out of your eye, you realize. You don't care um, Not that you don't care, but you well, realize. Well, you are, you, when you see how big the beam is in your eye, you're a little bit kinder and gentler with yes. the other people yes. who you were trying to, to fix before. Yeah. And you realize, you hey, got to you fix were, yourself before you can 
yeah. criticize others. This is getting way, way deeper than I ever expected it to get, but talking about the Peanuts. Uh, and the Mandalorian. <laughs> the Mandalorian and Peanuts. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think that's... I think that's going to be it yeah. for this episode. All right. Um, for Wrap it up. We don't want to make it too long. Three, we, uh, yeah. Um, How long was last week's episode? I was like an hour and a half. Mm. It was pretty close to it, I think. But, um, yeah. Okay, this was a fun. Yeah. This was fun. Fun little chat. Um, I enjoy our little talks. I enjoy-